So I imagine we all, during this past week, have seen the reports of the attacks, the bomb blasts in Sri Lanka um, on Easter Sunday. And I thought I should make some reference to it, and I want to make two points. First, about the reality of persecution of Christians today. But secondly, about where the Lord is in the midst of us in that. So last Sunday, as we were gathered here safely to celebrate Easter Sunday, as we know, many of our fellow Christians were being martyred in a series of explosions, in bombs that were specifically targeted to kill Christians as they were at Mass. And this is part of a worldwide rise in persecution of Christians. So this is one of many examples we hear of Islamic persecution of Christians. But we also read of, uh, in India, Hindu persecution of Christians. And then in China, there's still the the atheist persecution by the Chinese government. Um, Yet again, I was reading the government closing down some of our Catholic churches. And so our Prime Minister, Theresa May, in her Easter message, referred to this and pledged that she would, in some sense, stand by, stand up for such Christians. Now, all of that is happening abroad. But there's a different type of persecution that's also happening in the West, what Pope Francis calls a polite persecution. A persecution, he says, that takes away from man and woman their freedom and their right to religious objection, conscientious objection. That whether it's doctors and nurses who are being pressured to be cooperating in abortion and euthanasia, or whether it's teachers being told that their views have to conform to the latest gender ideology, That we, Christians, in the midst of our culture, in Britain, we run the increasing risk of being told that we're free, but actually finding that our freedom is only free as long as it goes along with the latest politically correct ideology of the secular establishment. Now, for those of you with the internet, there was a very interesting article on this in the Catholic Herald earlier this year. And if you go to the parish website and my sermon page within that, then I've got a series of links about this, but a link in particular to uh, an article about this polite persecution that we face in our culture. And one of the key points is this, that we need to be clear in our own minds that to be a Christian, to be a Catholic is to be different from the secular world around us. And we have to expect to be different. And we have, therefore, to expect with that varied many forms of persecution that are going to go with that. Now, my second point is, where does the Lord 
Where does Jesus stand in the midst of his people being persecuted? Well, I'm sure many of you saw a photo um, of a statue of Jesus from one of those Sri Lankan bomb blasts. And it shows the entire church gutted and this statue of Jesus splattered with the blood of his followers. And yet somehow that statue survived, standing there upright, somehow appearing triumphant even despite that devastation. And that image has been circulated a fair bit on the internet because a lot of people have somehow felt there was a symbolism in the fact that he was still standing there despite the attacks. But I, to you, want to point out a contrasting image with that that we hear in today's Gospel. Because how does the Lord in today's Gospel appear to his disciples after he rose from the dead? That yes, he appears triumphant, the way that statue survived those blasts. But he appears triumphant, but not indifferent to suffering. What does he point out to his disciples? He points out his wounds, the wounds in his hand, in his feet, in his side. That he is a, a Messiah who knows our suffering, who has experienced it more than we have. So whatever persecution we might face in Britain, whether it's being passed over for a job opportunity, whether it's um, being ridiculed, being held in contempt, anything we feel he has felt even worse. Now the Lord Jesus says elsewhere in the Gospels about his followers being persecuted. He says, If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. To be with Christ has to involve a willingness to be with him on the cross. And when we find ourselves in those situations where our being faithful to him leads us to suffering, then we need to also know that he is with us in that suffering. And despite the waves of persecution attacking the church across the world at this moment in history, he will triumph as he appeared triumphant that Easter Sunday. And we will triumph if we stand with him. And as much as we feel feel the wounds in our own hands, our own feet, our own side. And as much as we feel the weight of carrying that cross ourselves, 
then we need to be clear that he has borne that before us and he bears it with us.